Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Oh, this just in. New Yorkers' top concern is crime. New poll. Top concern. Their top worry. Their priority right now. Crime. Criminal behavior. How about that, huh? Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Uh, after all this uh, blaming everything on the cops, celebrating criminals, lighting things on fire, saying that's uh, somehow good, somehow that's uh, racial equity, New Yorkers saying top concern is crime. Yes, it is, isn't it? And I warned you, all right? Well, this audience, you have always, you've always gotten it. But I am going to remind people, even those, especially those phony media types who every now and then uh, get a clip of something I say on this show. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? Oh, he's so horrible. Uh, thank you very much. I love it when they're infuriated. Uh, in 2013, Bill de Blasio was elected mayor after a nine-month campaign where he lied about the NYPD, lied about systemic racism, walked everywhere with Dante and his haircut. Now, most New Yorkers in 2013 were not on the edge of their seats when it came to politics. Uh, just weren't. Things were kind of placid. People were pursuing their interests, their hopes, their dreams. Voter turnout was the lowest since World War One. All right. Uh, in part, we have ourselves to blame. I voted. This guy, this guy vote. This guy campaigns on a totally false narrative about what did he say? Cops are racist. The criminal justice system is broken. Well, it's like I said. First, De Blasio pretended the NYPD was broken. Then he pretended to fix what wasn't broken. And then he actually managed to break it. So in 2013 on Election Day, you know where crime was in terms of voters' concerns? 11. 11 on a list. Right, right, right behind uh, plumbers not being granted their licenses fast enough. 11. 11 on a list of, I think, 14 issues. Uh, it wasn't a problem until Democrats made it a problem. And now we've got one of the goofiest guys. Sometimes I think it's a bad dream that Eric Adams is the mayor. Uh, that a loudmouth, dumb, inarticulate cop who complained about being a cop. He hated the police. He hated the NYPD. That was his full-time gig, having press conferences, and because of civil service protections, he was allowed to complain about the NYPD full-time and garnered no respect, never learned anything about law enforcement. You're seeing that right now, right? We, we all know that all he knows how to do is wear those clothes and be uh, flash that smile. He doesn't know, and literally he knows nothing. So where does that – you know how this plays out. Well, do we know how it plays out? I don't know actually how it plays out. How much longer can he get away with it? What I found just totally offensive, though, that, that, that great woman, that lawyer who stood up and said, you know what, we want our kids uh, out of the mass. She spoke up during a press conference. She wasn't rude. She didn't call them names. She asked a couple of pointed questions. And 
he fires her. He fires this person. What about her civil service protections, huh? Why is she? Eric Adams, for 20 years, complained about the NYPD publicly and kept his job. Barely, by the way. A lot of dirt on this guy. But the fake news, they won't talk about it. They won't cover it. Because he has, um, what do we want to call this? Racial immunity. All right? He is a high-profile man of color. And the powers that be in the media, whatever their color, they, they just that's the flavor of the month. And they're not messing with it. Flavor of the month, flavor of the millennium. They're not going to go there. Look at these New York Times reporters tiptoeing around the issue. Just, oh, we don't want to offend anybody. Oh, we don't want to seem racist. Somebody might call us a Karen. Oh, you can't have that. You have an outright fraud who's the mayor. You see total corruption everywhere, and they're afraid. It's kind of wild, isn't it? That is, uh, that's something to behold. Uh, he is given a great big invitation. Here he is also just totally uh, mesmerized by national issues because he has no interest or ability in confronting our real issues, daily life, stuff that matters. What did, what did the, the LaGuardia say? There's no partisan way to clean, clean the streets, right? You just you just clean the streets. Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. That was kind of the cool part about being a mayor. It was about constituent services, not with this guy. And what's he what's he focusing on now? Don't say gay. The don't say gay bill, which is not the don't say gay bill. It's the parental rights bill in Florida. And it says that uh, first, second and third grade teachers and kindergarten and nursery school teachers should not be talking about sexual identity with children. Certainly not without the consent of the parents. Is that is that a problem? Is that an issue? I told you about Mrs. Bowen yesterday. I told you about Mrs. McCauley. Who do I have in third? Mrs. McCauley was in third grade. Mrs. McAllister was in first grade. Mrs. Silverstein and Mrs. O'Toole. Uh, I like my nursery school teachers, uh, but I didn't like most of my teachers, especially the second grade teacher. They were all nasty people. The last thing in the world we were going to talk about with them is sex. Now, what is this fixation on gender. It is a silly, great big silly distraction. And you know who's not distracted by it? The Chinese. I would bet everything I have that if it went over to China right now, uh, transgender Chinese uh, children is not a hot issue. I don't think President Xi addressed uh, the parliament there in Peking and said, how, how do you say this in Chinese? Uh, to all the students out there who are transgender, I have your back. I don't think he would say that because it's a non-issue. It is a phony issue. And if you make it an issue, it's a distraction from everything else that's going on. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. I mean, real world stuff. Open borders. We still have this open border situation. Why is it open? Globalists want the cheap labor. Uh, Democrats want the votes. I saw Ron Klain, who now we know is a crook, uh, saying that, no, these are these are oppressed people and they must be brought to America. <laughs> he, he can't be that naive. I've read his emails. He's not that naive. He knows what's going on. He is um, he's a bad guy. I don't think he's going to stick around for much longer. You could fire him right now for that debacle that happened at the White House yesterday. Who saw it? Uh, Barack Obama, large and totally in charge, huh? Walking around like he owned the place, which I guess he does. I guess he does. He's calling the shots. We saw it. We saw it. We saw the body language. We saw it. He called Joe Biden the vice president. It was 
that was it was almost funny and it was almost a little bit sad kind of reminded me of something for, speaking of first grade jeez i one time won a raffle or at least i thought that i won some raffle and it was time to claim my prize first they came to the first grade classroom and said greg has won the raffle and i'm like fantastic this is cool and then I have to go to the principal's office to get my prize. I could take one person with me because it was a bit of a trip. So I took Glenn, the most popular kid in the class. Everybody wanted to be friends with Glenn. So Glenn and I go down to the principal's office. And guess who gets the raffle prize? Glenn. <laughs> they gave it to Glenn. It was actually, And he actually won it. They made a mistake when they said my name. It was the most devastating, weird-feeling uh, in the world, and I'm walking. He gets this great big GI Joe complex headquarters thing. It was so great, and I remember getting to the office, and they're like, "Are you Glenn?" I'm like, "No, that's uh, no, no. Th- 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 he's with." I'm... And this is for Glenn. Anyway, Joe Biden uh, being treated like a and also ran like he didn't belong there. Do we have any video of that? Any audio of that is pretty funny. Actually, you got to see it. You really have to see it because at one point Joe is is almost begging Barack Obama to come with him in this direction. And Obama's having none of it. He's the coolest dude in the uh, in the world, and he, he doesn't have time for Joe. But beyond cool, it looks to me like he really is in charge. And the staff, see Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris has the hots for Barack Obama. Clearly. People noticed it. You can see it. You've sensed it. You sense the chemistry. Uh, Barack Obama had to apologize for it when he was president. And she's attorney general in California. They were making eyes at each other during this entire event. It was inappropriate. And then he was saying how beautiful she is and amazing she is and how uh, he's glad Michelle isn't around and who can blame him. And, you know, so he had to apologize for that. He was caught being a little bit too enamored with then Attorney General Kamala Harris. Anyway, yesterday she was all a flutter. She was really, really into it. Uh, let's see here. And then Biden made matters worse. Uh, so he says all that stuff. And then what did Biden say? How did he humiliate himself? I'm sorry. Uh, let's go with uh, cut three, please. Let's see what happens here. Cut three. And I'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as First Lady with joining forces initiative she started with michelle obama when she was vice president and now carries on nah that stunk but it does show you how he's still kissing up to the obamas play cut one please my name is joe biden i'm barack obama's (laughs) vice president welcome back to the white house man feels like the good old days (laughs) being here with you brings back so many good memories um you see, he tried to tell a joke, but they were so excited about Obama that they wouldn't even let him deliver the punchline. Can I hear that one more time? Cut one. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Barack Obama's <laughs> vice president. Welcome back to the White House, man. Feels like the good old days. <laughs> Being here with you brings back so many good memories. <laughs> In a way, they were the good old days, I guess. I mean, Barack Obama, bad guy. But at least he was um, not, you know, he wasn't lost. He wasn't falling all over himself. He was a, and what did we have to look forward to back then? We didn't realize it, but Donald Trump was right around the corner. And I think he's right around the corner all over again. 
The media are not talking about it. Media is plural, by the way. Uh, but another major revelation, and it looks like this case against Michael Sussman. Now, who's Michael Sussman? doesn't really matter. Hey, who the hell was Michael Cohen? Michael Cohen was some helper, some errand boy for Donald Trump, and they made him the most important person in the world, remember? Michael Cohen. Who was uh who was that guy who was that guy that they indicted who loved the clothes? Paul Manafort. I mean, who the hell was he? They made him the second most famous person in the world. If the media were fair, if they were honest, if they were objective and not biased, Michael Sussman, everybody would be talking about Michael Sussman, all right? Michael Sussman could have a book deal. Why are you ignoring Michael Sussman? Michael Sussman lied to the FBI, although I think the FBI wanted to be lied to, and cooked up the great, big, phony Russia hoax with a couple of people, and it was all paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Fascinating new document drop. Uh, John Durham is doing his job after all. Be right back. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Ooh. Uh... Hey, I didn't hear this before. Uh, Kamala could not control herself yesterday when Barack Obama showed up. She was so happy and giddy, and even for her, cut six. Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. It ain't that funny. Now, why does it feel good? Because she's looking at Barack Obama. And the feeling is mutual. This is a few years ago when uh, she was just a lowly AG in California, and he was president. Cut seven, please. Kamala Harris is the best-looking attorney general in the country. Oh, and then he shows up. I noticed something when he was speaking yesterday. He wasn't relying on prompters. He was moving his arms a lot. So he does do a lot of speeches. Now, one of the problems is, not the problem, but one of the conditions, nobody can film these speeches. He's spoken to Goldman Sachs like 50 times, million dollars a pop. Uh, try to find one of those speeches on videotape. You can't. Remember Hillary Clinton tried to keep all that stuff under wraps. Um, and Obama successfully doing it. So actually, in his own way, I think he's updated and changed his style. And he's not as, you know, for all the talk about what a gifted communicator he was, I was never really that impressed. He was always reading. And then when he wasn't reading, it was, uh, 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 it took him like a year and a half to say something pretty simple, not that profound. But if you take a long time to talk about the history of where this country has been and the sin that affects my life and yours, slavery, you know, if you, if you space it out like that, it sounds more um, important. All right, so here he is dissing on Joe. Cut eight. And Joe Biden. Vice President Biden. Vice President. <laughs> that was a joke. I don't think it was a joke, actually. I think uh, he has he has upper hand. When, uh, that may have come from muscular, what do they call it now? Muscular memory. You know, you're just so in the habit of saying vice president or, you know, who's no one's getting used to President Joe Biden. That does not feel real. That does not feel legitimate. It still does not feel legitimate. Uh, all right. I'm kind of done with all this, except for ooh, Joe Biden is 
facing some flack from his left, the left flank of the party, which really is the heart and soul of the Democrat Party. AOC was on New York One, busting on Joe Biden. Cut 11. We need to acknowledge that this isn't just about middle of the road, an increasingly narrow band of of independent voters. Uh, but this is really about the collapse in support among young people, among the Democratic base, feeling like they are not, that they worked overtime to get this president elected and they aren't necessarily being seen. Man, she wants it so bad. And the latest rumor I heard, Hillary will be the nominee and that nitwit will be the vice presidential nominee. Uh, unfortunately, and I looked it up, she will be old enough to be president in 2024. She'll barely be old enough. She'll be 35 years old. And according to the Constitution, you got to be 35 to be president, therefore vice president. Can you imagine this? This could happen. Those that bug eyed, that bulgy stuff and, and, and the, the waving of the arm, just total. Oh, boy, that could be that could be very bad. What else do we want? It's raining still. I love a rainy day. Don't you love rainy days? It's There's something nice and cozy about them, and it's not that cold outside. Um, I am over the transgender stuff, but we. I think there's going to be a shift. I don't know when or how, but this is going to be stifled pretty quickly. The people who are pushing it, I don't know. Maybe they'll get caught. Um, something. I just heard from Tatiana Ibrahim. Do you know who she is? She's one of those great moms. She's from Carmel, New York, and she spoke out about the crazy woke curriculum there. And she just sent me some very gross paraphernalia from the children's library depicting, you name it, sex act in cartoon form. Oh, if it's in a cartoon, it's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. Now, I remember I went to the library when I was in school fifth grade, fourth grade, and what did we do? We looked up the National Geographic magazines because in some editions, maybe you could see a topless woman wearing, uh, you know, a garb that was um, foreign to us, right? A grass skirt or something like that. And every now and then you saw a topless woman in National Geographic. That's about as risque as it got in the library. Now you could have looked up certain, but we didn't want to do. We don't want to. We, we, we weren't going to read Erica Jong or who was the who were those steamy authors back then? Jackie Collins, Suzanne, who wrote Valley of the Dolls, uh, that kind of crap. No, we wanted the pictures. Amazing what you can do now in comparison, isn't it? It really is what they have access to, and how is that rewiring the brains not only of children but adults too? Adults can learn new things and. Fall prey to this junk just as easily as anybody else. As easily as anybody else. Um, All right. I want to take a quick call before we go to break. Al is on the line from Rockland County. Hi, Al. Hi. uh, Hi, Greg. Uh, I I, uh, told you uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I I told the person who was taking the calls that I could end that war in one second. And I think I would do what Donald Trump would do. And that he, he would say, well, if this is this this war has gone on long enough, I'm going to arm Ukraine with an atomic bomb. This way, it'll all be even. And let's see what Russia w- would counter with that. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea, to be honest, uh, Al. I don't think that's a good idea. Nuclear proliferation. Here's some nukes. How many, how many women and children can you kill with an atomic bomb? I don't think that's the uh, only option necessary. It was, though, during World War II. I still give Truman a lot of credit. He did the right thing. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Regrettable, but it was correct. Be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, here's a really cute story. Wow. Really nice. Oh, I just love it. So the U.S. Capitol Police, right? Yesterday, oh, get this. There was a fox on the loose on Capitol Hill. Cute little fox, but he must have had something bad for breakfast because he was biting people. Oh, wow. And they dispatched, uh, looks like, uh, 12 or so uh, police officers who treated the fox very humanely. Oh, and they alerted the public. We have received several reports, they tweeted, of aggressive fox encounters on or near the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. For your safety, please do not approach any foxes. Animal control officers are working to trap and relocate any foxes they find. And a congressman was bitten, and he made a statement. And ooh, and then they updated us. They had the the fox was captured. Oh, and the fox is cute, and and they're 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 very gingerly, carefully placing him in a little cage, and then animal control comes, and they update us once again. They make their public information officer available, who on camera says everything that happened to the fox, this happened to the fox, that happened to a fox. One person was bitten, but now the fox is off in fox playland in uh, the mountains of Maryland, and everything's great, and many thanks to the Capitol Hill police and all they did, and they treated this animal better than Ashley Babbitt. There was more care. There's more public information about this stupid fox than they put out about Ashley Babbitt. It is true. They never put out a tweet about Ashley Babbitt. They never made a public information officer available to talk about Ashley Babbitt. No, they just killed her and hoped that we would forget. They got a pass from the Democrat Justice Department. Yeah. The officer who shot her never had to surrender his badge, never had to surrender his gun. In fact, they got a gold medal. They gave the guy a gold medal. Lieutenant Michael Byrd. She was a threat, so I shot her. He's got a real Forrest Gump thing going on, that guy. This, I support the cops. I love law enforcement. This is not a police department, the Capitol Hill Police. This is a, this is patronage. This is political payback protection. I don't know what is going on in that sick dump. But good Lord, the contrast, how they treated an animal versus how they treated a human being. And then all those suck-ups out there. Republicans who want to suddenly appear, oh, or Democrats who want to make a statement or somebody, everybody's trying to score points or were for a little while. I got somebody last night telling me, who is he from? The Bulwark. Ashley Babbitt was justifiably killed. <laughs> Ashley Babbitt was justifiably killed. I would love to get that. I should get this son of a, on the, on the phone. The hour is yours. You explain to me how she was justifiably killed. She had no deadly weapon. She had no weapon. 
she wasn't posing a deadly threat to anyone. It's in the law. You have to pose the threat of imminent uh, bodily harm or death to somebody before an officer can open fire. We all saw it. We all saw it on television. It's there. You can look at it. You can also watch, if you want to go back three minutes before, and watch three officers just take a coffee break at the moment of truth. They just walk off, one after the next, three of them. No, we got to go. We can't be here anymore. Bam! She gets shot in the neck. And then they drag her out of Capitol Hill. This this damn fox, squirrel, whatever the hell it was, they had the special gloves on. They didn't want to harm the fox. They made sure that the you know, the fox had a psychologist handy. They made sh- everything was very beautiful for that fox. They drag her out upside down. And now I'm not an EMT, an emergency medical technician. I do know that you're supposed to elevate the wound, however, right? I learned that and Boy Scouts. And I didn't make Eagle Scout. I didn't make light. I think I made Tenderfoot or something like that. I was a bad scout. But I do remember elevate the wound. I was actually not a bad scout. I was okay. Um, the scouts taught me how to water ski, and they made me a pretty good swimmer. I got the lifeguard. It was more than a merit badge. It was a lifeguard certification uh, in the scouts up at Camp Antiora in upstate New York. And uh, it was great. Hey, come to think of it, we didn't talk about gender up there. We didn't talk about transitioning. Uh, I do kind of remember one kid snuck a Playboy up. That's about as far as that got. Uh, we weren't the camp counselor. Uh, you know, believe it or not, some people had decent experiences in scouting and, uh, you know, nobody was inappropriate or anything like that. It was just great. And we learned uh, interesting things. But no, no, that would be uh, that would be not happening today. Right. You can't just go out there and learn about uh, Jupiter and Mars. You got to find out that those names are somehow sexist and patriarchal because those were Greek gods or something like that, right? I heard this whole thing. They want to rename the planets, too. Instead of Mars, it's going to be Harriet Tubman. Uh, it's <laughs> Thurgood Marshall. I mean, it just, it's gone totally overboard. But there should be, I've been waiting for the, the snapback, the backlash, something. And too many people, I think, are complacent, blasé, scared, plenty of Netflix to watch. I bet I, it would be best to not get involved. I, I, I'd prefer to not get involved. That's a bad trait. I like to get involved. I'm quite frankly a bit of a troublemaker, I guess. I mean, I loved, I, I, I respect authority, and you know, I, I, but at the right time, you know, when you're supposed to give feedback, give feedback. When the boss wants your opinion, express your opinion. Don't be like Vladimir Putin's generals. Everything is going fine. Don't be like George W. Bush's uh, CIA. You want there to be weapons of mass destruction, don't you? Uh, yes, sir. Weapons of mass destruction. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Don't be one of those guys. 
I also don't like people who are troublemakers who are always telling, you know, going in and telling off the boss and all that stuff. That's not right either. But there's a time and a place where you got to stand up and speak the truth. Actually, you should always speak the truth, but sometimes you got to be assertive about it. Sometimes you got to say things that aren't pleasant. Too many people just kind of want to duck, duck and run away from the unpleasant stuff, um, including me. It's hard. It's hard to uh, it's hard to do the right thing, but it's even harder to live with guilt. Actually, I think. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. I want to take one call from uh, Rufus in New Jersey. Hi. Hey, Greg. Listen, you're a breath of fresh air. Hey, uh, wait a second. Uh, first things first. Is your name really Rufus? Yes, it is handed down. for. Uh, I'm the fourth generation. I've never heard of that before. Rufus Youngblood. Who is Rufus Youngblood? That comes to mind. It's like yes. an old-timey name, right? <laughs> yes, it is. All right, so uh, what's up? Sorry. Since I, I Well, I just found you on 770. I always heard, uh, you know, Clay Travis and them and, and Buck Sexton and everything. And oh, I those guys are news, boring. Newsmax. Oh, well. I'm well, only listen, kidding. They're, they're fine guys. I don't want to, I don't want to criticize anybody. Uh, they're fine. I, I don't, I don't know. Are they on, are they on the radio right now? I don't care. Uh, what, what, what do you want to say? About your best. I like this about your best is that you, uh, it's not about. If you're uh, whatever transgender, it's all about the policy. These are all kitchen table issues, and you always bring it to light. And like Ad, the Adams guy in New York, you know, they always have to bring into some sort of trans, transgender, some sort of little pocket or race into everything. And you are absolutely colorblind, and I'm exactly the same way. And I appreciate your opinion all the time because I always agree with it. It's fantastic. Oh, terrific. Thank you. Um, hmm. What else is going on? Although, the, the, uh, let's not talk about them. Have, uh, Rufus, tell me more about you. What do you do? Oh, uh, I'm a retired trooper. No kidding. State trooper in New Jersey? Yeah. Um, is it true or is it legend that Norman Schwarzkopf's father was the head of the uh, of the uh, troopers? No, that's uh, that is true. That's a historic fact. That's a that's a fact. Huh. Matter of fact, he just visited us in um, I think it was 1996. Oh, uh, he just visited you guys 25 years ago. Wow. <laughs> All right, He's let a me busy general. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, as a trooper, what is the what was the hardest part of the job? Uh, I guess uh, things had to do with kids and uh, lots of the, uh, I guess, uh, you know, crashes with family there and death involved that, uh, you know, those things it, it just. Yeah, it's a, it's a roller coaster. Sure. Yeah, that could, that's got to be tough. very, di- very difficult sometimes. Hey, and here's a heads up on a day like today. Well, it's just raining, so it's not that bad. And here's what I do. Whenever it's foggy, you ever hear about those massive pileups, you know, 25, 50 cars in a pileup? They almost always happen on a foggy day. And when it's foggy, I get the hell off the road right away. Do you think that's good advice? Uh, you've got to watch your uh, distance. These everyone is in a hurry, and they don't. They always forget about the uh, wet road or visibility conditions. They just oh, I got to get there. I got to get there. When they should just really just leave a couple minutes early, you'll be fine. The other person doing eighty, 
five miles an hour. Listen, they're going to be the ones crashing. Yeah. You, you don't want that to be you. All right, pal. I appreciate it so much. Thanks. And uh, let's take one more. We got Mike in Rockaway Beach. Hello, Mike. How you doing, Greg? What's up? Good. Um, I was just going to comment about people standing up and telling their thoughts what they should know instead of what's convenient or what protects you. In the woke corporation today, you've got to be very careful doing that. That takes a lot of guts. Uh, life, uh, life well lived takes guts, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, 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 I'm not, I, I don't know how to play that political game in the office. I don't know how to not say what I believe to be the truth. I wish I did sometimes, but I, uh, give me an example. You really think it's hard? You really think you're putting yourself... I mean, it is hard, but you think you're putting yourself at risk somehow, right? Yes, definitely. It happened to me. What happened? I I told the bosses what I thought. Uh, uh, you're breaking up, but wait. You know, sometimes did the boss ask for you to tell you, to tell them what you thought? You got to keep that in mind. I mean, I know what it's like to have people working for me, you know, and I, I hired this one person who turned out to be a bit of a nut job. And like the second day at work, they're telling me, you know, all the stuff I'm doing wrong and what that that this should be. I'm like, I, I paid you to do this one thing. Do it. I don't I don't I didn't hire this person to give me a critique uh, in their worldview. I said, do the job, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in your assessment. Sorry. They were, like, shocked that I said that, but uh, that's how I felt. So did they ask you or what? Yeah, if they ask you, but, you know, they want to hear what they want to hear. There's a lot of autocratic well, forces there today. If they asked you, maybe they really did want to know. Yeah. You got to know your boss. You got to know what you're talking. You to. know, you also don't want to get to know the boss too well. You know, I, I, so you, so can you be specific? What do they ask you? Well, they'll, they'll ask you, what do you think of this policy? And if you come out and tell them you don't like it, uh, or you don't like the way they're implementing it, some guys have a huge ego and they don't like it. Well, some there's, I mean, I think you're, I think, look, there's an argument. You can, you can always, you don't want to be negative. You know what I mean? You can say, well, look. Obviously, uh, we need a new policy. I mean, we all agree that the problem that we've identified that we want to fix with this policy is a real problem. Now, maybe, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, this part of the policy, and then you can let them have it. So you got to, you know, you can't just go in there like a ton of bricks. Does that make sense? Just comment. Gregory, can I say something? Yeah. Um, say you're working for Disney right now, and you oppose they're opposing this uh, bill down in uh, down in Florida. Yeah, I know. It you depends. Know you have to put up with? It depends. Listen, there are a lot of people who work there. And, uh, you, no, look, there's some merit to what you're saying. I'm just not going to let the the narrative drive me. What I'm going to do? I mean, if I I write cartoons, I draw cartoons for Disney. What does it have to do with me? Just do it. Do the job. I think there's a lot of unproductive hours these days because everyone's going so political. It's not just Disney, by the way. There are some companies you know and probably uh, Target. You go to Target, they came out against this law. Hyatt Hotels came out against this. A couple of, excuse me, airlines. Everyone's talking about this nonsense. It is a waste of time. Look, sometimes you got to roll the dice. you just got to do the right thing. But there's a way to do the right thing. I'll be right back. 
The 77 WABC online store. Hey folks, sit here. Go to WABCRadioStore.com and check out the new 77 WABC merchandise. From t-shirts and hats to jackets and bags, enter discount code BERNIEANDSIT15 for 15% off your purchase. What a great deal at WABCRadioStore.com. So many WABC items, you'll want to go, go, go to WABCRadioStore.com. Hey, Megan Kelly. Uh, Megan, I consider Megan a friend, actually. Yes, she's a bit controversial, but uh, I like her. We go way back. She said something on her show. I'm kind of curious. She's got that. uh, uh, It's on uh, Sirius, and she's got a red-hot podcast. Do me a favor. Cut 26. Let's see what this is all about. Do I think now that I would have been better off if the federal government had stepped in? Look, it would have been nice. I don't think the neighbor should have to pay for my college education and my mom made a sacrifice and we took out loans too and then we paid those loans back why should these snot-nosed kids today (laughs) the ones who really need it they can get loans right but like a lot of these people are going to be these sort of college columbia elite graduates who are going to spend their years in journalism trying to shame half of america for doing absolutely nothing wrong why should i be paying for their college education i don't want to uh uh Love Megan. Uh, I don't know who she was talking to. Uh, snot-nosed. I don't know if I like that phrase, snot-nosed. Uh, it's been used against me uh, before. Snot-nosed. Uh, I don't think people say that as much. It used to be very, very big. Hey, I do also want to acknowledge Matt Gates, congressman from Florida. This guy is special. I like him a lot. Republican, big Trump supporter, defender of his during the uh, phony impeachment stuff. And... It's interesting to me that he never served in the military because a lot of people will be reluctant to ever criticize the military for their policies, for their practices, because they didn't serve. And But I'm actually OK with that uh, because the military is subservient. They serve uh, you, America. This is not a we don't live in a military state. All right. And here he is taking on uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin who is probably the worst Secretary of Defense we've ever seen, right up there with Les Aspen, another disaster. Bill Clinton made that guy the Secretary of Defense ridiculous. Uh, Cut 21, please. Mr. Secretary, you guys told us that Russia couldn't lose. You told us that the Taliban couldn't immediately win. And so I guess I'm wondering, what in the $773 billion that you're requesting today is going to help you make assessments that are accurate in the face of so many blown calls? You've seen what's in our budget. You've seen how the budget matches the strategy. And so I'll let that speak for itself. Well, I mean, I've also seen that we're behind, Mr. Secretary. We're behind in hypersonics. We failed to deter Russia last year. So what do you you, you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How how do you? Okay, who do you? Who's ahead in hypersonics? How do you you make that assessment? I don't know. I make that assessment because China is fielding hypersonic weapon systems and we are still developing them. I make that assessment because Russia actually used one. Wow. Good for you, Matt Gates. Don't take no crap from nobody. <laughs> I just love it. Cut 22, please. By the way, your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are, are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it, it's not just the hypersonics. It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea on pace 
to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess- you know, it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat-critical force in the world. It has been, and it will be so uh, going forward. Not if we continue down this path, to do that. not if we embrace socialism. You're right. And don't fall back on our history there, uh, Secretary Alston. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Just trying to say, oh, we have the best fighting force, do we? I don't know if that's true. There are only so many hours in the day. You can't load it up with all this diversity, equity, and inclusion crap, emphasizing that above and beyond the mission. The mission. Destroying the enemy, winning wars, not losing, at least in Afghanistan. It's amazing that guy still has a job. It's amazing that Tony Blinken still has a job. It's amazing that uh, Jake Sullivan still has a job. How could they? How can they? And now they're managing this war, our response to it, NATO's response to it. They are ignorant. They don't know how the world works, especially that Jake Sullivan. Now, I know he's that lurch-looking dude, National Security Council. He's great at books. Oh, boy. He could write a book report. Phew. Really, really, really impress the teacher. Uh, As far as the real world, getting stuff done? No. It's a bit more complicated than the books might suggest, actually. Hey, how about Mitt Romney, huh? He came out for Katanji Brown-Jackson. How about that? What a desperate fool of a man. How could he do something like that? He is he still sees himself a president, a future president. I'm too good looking to not be a president, he thinks. And I'll give him this. He is uh he's a handsome man. Those Mormons, you know, they're they are interesting. Um they do not drink alcohol, they avoid sugar. And they actually don't even drink coffee. Now, I'm getting more and more impressed with these little techniques that can, you know, preserve your looks and expand your life. You know, the church elders there in the Mormon church are all like 100 years old. And they look great. Mitt Romney's going to live to be 140. Um, yeah, he still wants it. I, I have no use for that guy. After I saw him march... In a Black Lives Matter rally, I just thought, and and this is while the Black Lives Matter movement was trying to take over my neighborhood. And to some degree it did. The neighborhood has never been the same since. I hope those ladies who started Black Lives Matter are really enjoying their multi-million dollar mansions. Actually, I, I hope they're not enjoying them. I think they should be confiscated. And I think that they should be in jail. Give me a couple of minutes. The wife just walked in with my lunch. Be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Man, that Christian Amanpour. I'm watching her on the news. She has not stopped. She's just looking at that camera, talking, 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 talking. She got there 10 seconds ago. She's an expert on Ukraine. Why? Because she talks like this. Because she has a phony baloney accent. 
that's uh, a big chunk of it. A big chunk of it. Uh, ooh, I heard. Uh, I'm going to put that aside for a moment. There was a guy who's losing his job, and I don't think he should. I just want to get it all straightened out before before I say anything else. But that's uh, that's juicy. In the meantime, you know about the big effort to uh, trap Trump in a phony scandal regarding Russia, the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Right? Uh, I was building for uh, well, for years. They were trying to hang that. A dirty association with Trump. All a great big lie. No collusion whatsoever. What's his name? Robert Mueller had to very reluctantly say that in public. And now we're learning all kinds of things about uh, lies to the FBI and uh, Hillary Clinton lawyer working for the law firm paid by the campaign said, I uh, found a whole treasure trove of evidence uh, linking the Trump people to Russia and I found this on my own, just me, myself, and I, and I, I must report it to the FBI immediately. And the FBI says, oh, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's see if we can get you in. Are you free? Uh, let me think. Uh, right now? Sure, I can be there right now. And Michael Sussman goes over to the FBI and has a seat and he says, uh, yes, I, uh, in my, in my role as a citizen, I found this information, and I think you need to know about it. It looks like Donald Trump has been communicating with the Russians, and you know how much we don't like the Russians. Of course we do. Thank you, Mr. Sussman. Thank you for your patriotism. Good day, Mr. Sussman. We'll take it from here, Mr. Sussman. And they did. They did. They made it a whole federal case. A whole makeup job was a federal case. And Sussman was lying to those guys, although I think they're not naive children. I think they knew that uh, Mr. Sussman wasn't just some hobbyist working in his basement right next to his railroad tracks. Uh, oh, I, I, I dabble in cybersecurity. And uh, yes, I do work at Perkins Coie. And uh, yes, I, I'm a Democrat lawyer. And yes, I was a former prosecutor. And yes, I, uh, you, well, you guys know who I am, but that has nothing to do with it. I'm just here because I'm a citizen and I'm worried. I think Trump is up to his eyeballs in Russia stuff. Thank you, sir, for dropping by. And then they bring in a bunch of experts, and they're like, hmm, Mr. Sussman said this. What do you think? Well, we need to investigate. What an honorable citizen to come in and investigate. I think it was, uh, what do you call it, willful ignorance on their part? They just looked aside. Now, the, the, the lawyer from the FBI who had those conversations is no longer working at the FBI. His name is Baker, James Baker. I wonder what happened to him. Sussman is under indictment. He is facing trial, which is supposed to start soon. Uh, John Durham has notified the judge. John Durham is uh, basically here at the United States of America. We are prosecuting this case, and we want to enter the following documents into evidence. We think the jury should see it. And that's what they're discussing right now. Certain emails that have come to light. So uh, Sussman uh, was talking to a bunch of technologists who were abusing their position. They had a federal contract to provide cybersecurity, and they had access to all kinds of stuff, and they abused their position. And basically, a bunch of these guys got together and said, how can we cook the books and get Trump? And one of the guys was like, I don't think we should be doing this. And, yeah, we could get caught. True, not many people understand what what we do, but I think we might get caught. And I don't think this is going to stand up to scrutiny. And I happen to have the email that he wrote. I have it right here. He writes a, an email to his team. And a lot of that team, they want to get Trump. 
Now, some of this stuff is technical, and that's what they're counting on, us to be bored. And they certainly want a jury to uh, their eyes to glaze over. We can understand it. How can we convict somebody in something we don't understand? It's actually not that hard. All right, so let me see here. This is Executive One. Uh, executive, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. This is Researcher One talking about Executive One's project. Okay? It's a big tech firm, and they got the researchers, and they got this lawyer, and they got a, a, a boss who hates Trump. They got the lawyer working for Hillary. They got this technology company. The boss hates Trump, and he's telling his team, let's see if we can set up some, uh, find some dirt here. We have access to basically all the supercomputers all over the world. Can we find out if Trump has ever done anything with the Russians? And if it's a little thing that he's done, like say he sent an email once uh, or somebody who lived in one of the Trump buildings sent an email to a friend who lives in St. Petersburg. Can we make that into something? The answer is, yeah, probably, but we could get caught. The guy says this. Let's for a, this is an email I'm reading from. Let's for a moment think of the best case scenario where we are able to show somehow that DNS, MX, or otherwise communication exists between Trump and Russia. How do we plan to defend against the criticism that this is not spoofed traffic we are observing? There is no answer to that. Let's assume, again, they are not smart enough to refute our best-case scenario. You do realize that we will have to expose every trick we have in our bag to even make a very weak association. Let's all reflect upon that for a moment. Sorry, folks, but unless we get a combined NetFlow and DNS traffic, technical jargon, I understand, collected at critical points between suspect organizations, we cannot technically make any claims that would fly public scrutiny. This is not a typical attribution problem when the two parties, defenders versus attackers, are clearly separated. In this case, we will have not only the Trump folks trying to shoot this down, but all the privacy freaks trying to come up with a crazy conspiracy theory on how we obtain the data. Sorry to say this, we are nowhere close coming with a plan. These are this is an email, so he, he's leaving out certain words. All right, you know it's a lot of us write this way. Sorry to say this, we are nowhere close coming with a plan to attack this problem that will fly in the public domain. The only thing that drive us at this point is that we just do not like Trump. This will not fly in eyes of public scrutiny. Folks, I am afraid we have tunnel vision. Maybe it's time to regroup and come up with a different plan. How about that, huh? One guy saying all this crap you're trying to do and muddy up Trump and tie him and his computers to Russia. It's all phony baloney. And even if they are smart, not smart enough to figure it out, how does he put it again? Let's assume they are not smart enough to refute our best case scenario. You do realize that we will have to expose every trick we have in our bag to make a very weak association. Now they're wor worried about their business, I guess. Huh. But it's fine. They made this case and everybody bought it. Fly scrutiny. There was no scrutiny. They just went with it.
It's incredible. It's right there. And then snake lawyer number one, Michael Sussman, don't have to leave his name out, takes all this crap, pretends that he found it alone, not with the help of the uh, his bosses, the Hillary campaign, and lets Jim Baker, the chief lawyer at the FBI, know that he's in town and wants to have a meet, a meeting. Text message from the on the personal cell phones of both of these individuals, the general counsel for the FBI and Michael Sussman, the defendant. Jim, it's Michael Sussman. I have something time sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Want to help the bureau? Thanks. I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Well, that's one of the many offenses there, right there. That's lie. That's one thing if you BS your uh, brother or your, uh, 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 you know, uh, your buddy or whatever. But when you lie to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, that takes on uh, significance. That takes on significance. The FBI general counsel responds, okay, I will find a time. What might work for you? To which the defendant replies, anytime but lunchtime, you name it. The defendant's billing records reflect that the defendant repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for all of this stuff. He's billing it. I don't work for it. I'm working on my own, but they're paying for me to be here. Very interesting. And again... Michael Sussman. <laughs> who is Michael Sussman? Well, who the hell was Paul Manafort? Who the hell was Michael Cohen? Who the hell are these guys? What did they, they, they? Who the hell is Preet Bharara? Bahara. Why does he have a podcast now? Why? Why is he the Silicon Valley uh, man of the hour? Why is that? He's a Trump hater, and he's on the left. It's amazing how who they elevate and why. Now, Michael Sussman should be a household name. Why do we still know Vinman and not Michael Sussman? Sussman's very important. Just because of this crazy, corrupt, topsy-turvy world we live in, we don't know his name. Well, I'm going to change that. Irene is on the phone. Hello, uh, Irene. Guess what, Greg? What? Guess what I got? Oh, is this the Irene? Are you in Bridgeport or? Uh... I I am in Bridge. Well, I'm in Norwalk because that's where I work. But yes, it's Irene from Bridgeport. I sent you a Bible. Did you get it? I got it yesterday. I was so excited. All right, good. I felt I got to tell you, I need an assistant badly. <laughs> I thought about it was on my to do list every day for three months. I know. I kept hearing you say, Irene, I didn't forget about you. All right. Well, I anyway. I was wondering. Well, I'm very grateful. Look, I hope you enjoy it, and everybody should know what I sent Irene. And uh, it's a one-time offer only for Irene. I can't keep buying these things. <laughs> They're expensive, but I urge you all to get one for yourselves. Now, what it is is the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible, which is the traditional King James New America Bible, right? It's the Bible. But it has little footnotes and little essays and explainers in it that I needed, that helped me a great deal. 
and then the Bible just comes alive, and it's an amazing thing that starts happening. It is an amazing thing, the most amazing thing, when you realize the creator of the universe is uh, right there next to you and wants to help you every step of the way. He just wants to be a little bit. He wants to be close to us, and he wants us to obey him. Which may not, you'd think that, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. I want to have a great time all the time. But anyway, it's, uh, you have a better time when you start, when you get close to God. Irene, I, uh, I'm so glad you got it and thank you for, uh, calling. I was wondering. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Well, I was going to ask you, do you, how do you suggest to go about starting it? Would you just start from the beginning to the end? Yeah. Th- now, this is where it gets uh, tricky, actually. <laughs> not tricky. <sighs> Look. I've done it a couple of different ways, and there's no one way to do it. There really isn't. Now, some people say, if you don't know where to start, start with the Psalms, okay? Some people say that. That's a good That's a good idea. I kind of went through it a little bit here and there, and then, yes, I sat down and I read it from beginning to end. Uh, but I didn't look at it. Don't look at it as one book that you have to plow through. It is like a library of books, so let your heart lead the way. There is not one way to do it. And I wish I could give you a better answer. And quite frankly, I've looked for that answer myself. You know, and there are a million little trick, not tricks, strategies that you can find online. So I remember Charles Stanley saying that once. Start with the Psalms and go from there. The Holy Spirit will guide you. I do believe that. And I did do it from beginning to end once. And that, and that, that, that was helpful. So um, thank you, Irene, and I, I, I wish you all the best. Thank you, Greg, very much. All right. You got it. Thank you. Uh, and with that, I have to take a quick – I wish I could send everybody one. I really do. Um, but they're available online, and uh, it's the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible. I met Charles Stanley a couple of weeks ago, actually, first time, and uh, what a great man. And uh, he's a minister. He's in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I just, if you haven't made, look, and if you're younger than me or older than me or whatever, I, I wish I had started much earlier in life. I started when I started, and I guess it was meant to be, and uh, it's the best thing I ever did. I'll be right back. The Greg Kelly Show. I think I'm uh, making progress here because the fake news is uh, busting my chops about uh, and misrepresenting my opinions and all kinds of things. So let's see here. Uh, they are upset with me for taking on Oreo cookie about that whole, um, coming out as gay video that they put up. Uh, it was the strangest video. It was boring. It was about some kid, I believe in Korea who was freaked out because his grandparents were coming over to the house and he was going to come out to them. Now, Oreos were not even mentioned. They weren't shown. It had nothing to do with cookies, but everything to do with this, uh, which was a totally phony story, because your relatives know you pretty good. They know you pretty good. And uh, they can tell. They know They know what's what. Grandparents know what's going on. Parents know what's going on. We all know what's going on. I have a distant cousin who happened to be gay. We knew very early on that he was gay. We love the guy. Who cares? I mean, you know, look, with, with just the, the, uh, I remember he came out when he was like 25, and... Uh, I remember another cousin said, uh, coming out, we knew when he was four. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's like, it just, it's, so, uh, what did they do? What did I do? What did I do wrong in their opinion? I wasn't sufficiently respectful 
of Oreo cookie. Uh, now, let's see. I'm in some pretty good company here because Ben Shapiro, they're also giving him a hard time. You know Ben Shapiro, right? That guy is incredibly bright. He graduated from Harvard Law School when he was like nine years old. He is an amazing guy. And I saw him beat, oh, who's that guy? Who's all of a sudden conservative again? Who's that guy from Britain? Uh, Piers Morgan. I saw uh, when he was probably 11 years old, Shapiro beat Piers Morgan in a debate. And it was it was just amazing, that intellect on that guy. Uh, but uh, in this article, I get top billing. Uh, it's from Salon, and it's commentary. Salon.com. The liberals love this, this magazine, this website. I do not like gay cookies, conservatives vow to boycott Oreo over new ad. Right-wing talking heads Greg Kelly and Ben Shapiro vow to boycott gay cookies and releases LGBTQ film. Now, quite frankly, I don't think I... I didn't technically call for a boycott, but... A new two-minute short film about coming out collaboratively, collaboratively produced by Oreo and P-Flag, whatever that is, has predictably gotten under the skin of conservatives. Already, Greg Kelly and Ben Shapiro are among the right-wing talking heads vowing to boycott gay cookies. <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny, gay cookies. I, I, I did come up with that. I didn't say boycott them. But the, the whole idea that cookies are gay, that's funny to me. There's no such thing as a gay cookie. There's no such thing as a straight cookie. Cookies are asexual. All right? Fair enough. And I made that point. And that's what, uh, let's see here. I'm going to skip to the part about me. Where's the part about me? Oh, wait. Here's the part about the video. Uh, The video depicts a young Chinese-American man practicing a coming-out speech before a few close family members. Before the young man shares his truth with his grandmother, his mom slips him a note. She might be my mother, it reads, but you are my son. Ooh. The video ends with a message for viewers to pay it forward. Coming out doesn't happen just once. Be a lifelong ally. Come to think of it, other than my distant cousin, I don't know anybody who ever came out in my life. I mean, like, that. this is not that society they want it to be. They want to pretend it's 1957 or something and people are being persecuted for this stuff. It's not happening. It's not. It's being celebrated. It's being elevated. I went by a church the other day. You know what it had in front of it? A great big rainbow, as in gay pride. Now, how does that make me feel as a straight person? Is it what's going on in there? What? 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 what why, why talk about that? Why talk about it? Now there are things that I like to do that, quite frankly, are discouraged, if not downright prohibited. Do I go in there and talk about it? Uh, do Do I? Am I supposed to? I made this point. You tell me if it makes sense. I don't know. I mean, I like model train sets. I like I, I used to go out to Willis Hobby. They had amazing uh, model trains in the in the basement of the place. They had this amazing model train set. I never talk about it on television. I never talk about it on the radio because not many people find that crap interesting. I do. To be my complete self, though, do I have to be playing with trains all day long? To be your complete self, do I have to be like Merv the perv because I'm a straight man? Do I have to be like coming on to the ladies all the time? Is that what defines us as human beings, my sexuality? I don't think so. I hope not. 
Uh, I know not, actually. Wait, that sounds like I don't know. I know. that That's not the case. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll be right back. Entertaining and informative talk for New York. Streaming now on your smart speakers. Play 77 WABC. All right, so how do I uh, thread the needle on this one without getting into trouble? All right, now without... Uh, because I do find it very peculiar that... Um, the transsexual slash gay LGBTQ agenda is being thrust upon everyone, and it even is winding up in church. Traditional churches, uh, I see, are embracing this LGBTQ paraphernalia. Now, I can't say I've seen it in the Catholic Church, but other churches I have seen, they are putting the damn poster right in front of the church. Black Lives Matter banners, uh, the most famous church, St. John's Chapel, right across the street from the White House, Black Lives Matter, which is socialistic and anti-God and all kinds of things. But back to the, it was, a, it was a church right here in Manhattan. It was about four or five days ago, and I saw all are welcome, and it that's fine, great, all, all should be welcome. But it had a, uh, it had a great big LGBTQ rainbow flag, and I just thought about that, and it it bothered me somehow. It did. Almost as if it's being elevated and celebrated. And if, whether it's gay, lesbian, straight, whatever, I think that is, I do, I just think it's wrong to be, people do what they're going to do. People do things. Let me, so here's the part where I, I don't think I'm going to get into trouble, but let me just put it to you this way, all right? And I got to go back a number of years to uh, because I want every I don't I don't want to implicate anybody I don't want anybody to I, uh, but let's just pretend for a moment all right and some of this uh, the year is uh, well it's at least twenty years ago okay let's just say that and let's say uh, I'm having a serious relationship with a woman okay and let's say that person's uh, father is in town okay and we all have dinner together okay. And uh, then it comes time to uh, say goodnight for the evening. And um, we made it such that I left first because we did not want to give the father the idea that um, a sleepover was occurring. Do you know what I mean? We didn't want to put it in the guy's face. I didn't. I didn't think that was very respectful. And so uh, I went around the block and waited a few minutes. I just It just seemed like that was the thing to do. Does that make sense? And how about this? We all have, people have urges, people have desire, all kinds of things. But I thought about this, not, and this is kind of crazy, and I haven't really articulated it. Let's say you have a, let's say you have a married couple, Right. And let's say the uh, let's say the wife is gay and/or bisexual, right? And let's say you know because she is these things uh, from time to time, she um, has a little interlude, okay, with a friend. And how do we feel about that? Hmm? How do we feel about that? Is that is that okay? And I think the world would say, that's okay. I mean, you know, she has to be who she is. Right? Okay. Now let's take that same married couple, and 
It, let's, it doesn't matter whether the guy knows about her or not. Let's say he doesn't know. Well, guess what? He has certain urges in this particular married couple. I'm talking, and perhaps this person would like to uh, is attracted to women. <laughs> Something tells me the world is going to frown upon him hooking up with women. Don't you agree? Right. The world and the church, in this regard, I think protects that person from straying. But the world and the church encourage the person who might be gay or bisexual to stray. Now, why is that? Even when you think about it, you're like, okay, yeah, she's got a point, but he doesn't. The the Bible is, I believe, designed by God to keep us out of trouble and to maximize our joy. Those rules, those, uh, those commandments... They're not to keep us from having a good time. They're there to protect us, to ensure our safety. And I hope that makes sense. Does it make sense, uh, Diego? Kind of? Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he gave me a noncommittal shrug, so don't worry. You're uh, you're clear on this one. Uh, Dr. Rob in New Jersey. Oh, wait a second. Do we have Tatiana Ibrahim on the phone? Oh, everybody hold on a second. We are now joined by that warrior princess from Carmel, New York, Tatiana Ibrahim, who went mega viral last year when she was speaking out against the crazy woke uh, school board up there. And she has been active in the community and she's back with us once again. Tatiana, how are you? Hi, Greg. How are you? Hello, America. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) did you hear my little scenario? Did that make sense to you? Absolutely. I always am to you, and you always make sense, definitely. All right. Well, even for me, I was out on the limb, and I didn't really, I haven't really kind of thought it totally through. So I was just kind of spitballing there, but I think I am onto something. So look, you are fighting the crazy woke curriculum up there in Carmel, New York. Uh, I just saw something you sent me. This looks like borderline pornographic paraphernalia, but it's designed for children. Can you tell me what this is and what's happening? Sure. So this is the book called Gender Queer. It is a memoir by a author who considers him, her, she, I'm not quite sure of their pronouns, as an asexual, pansexual person. Um, it was, I, I'm going to say that it was their experience as a child into adulthood. Um, and the book portrays, it has quite a few pages. I had to buy it myself to actually understand and read it. Um, it it is very graphic. It shows uh, two men, one giving oral sex to another man in a cartoon. And the, I, uh, these are not men, by the way. These are uh, these are boys. boys. These are like these are yeah. boys. That's correct. And by the yes, way, these, these are, are just so nobody gets. I mean, these are these are drawings. These are uh, these are like kinds. Right. It's considered I simulated. Uh, porn. Right. So it, it, it is, yes, it's like a, 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 it's, you know, it is a comic book basically designed. And it is, you know, it talks about how these two, this one young man at the time giving oral sex, how they felt with putting uh, grass between their private areas. Um, it is explicit. It shows literally having a menstrual cycle. Um, and it does show you the way a woman would menstruate um 
without anything to cover that menstruation, so down the leg. It is a very vile and disgusting book for anyone, anyone in general, but for under 18 years old, this is a complete violation of a child's innocence. And what my district did, they thought that this was okay. They think that this type of material is educational and art. So if I'm going to walk into the district with woman and man or man and man or woman and woman in a sexual position, naked, doing things that should be for eyes of adults only, I want to see, are they going to throw me out of the school? Because I will walk into the school like that. Wait, what are you going to do? Don't do anything. Wait, Tatiana, hold on a second. <laughs> I don't, don't do that. Whatever you just said, it doesn't sound good. Now, wait, well, no, but, I just but, need... but to them, it's art, right? This is what I'm saying. I know, but what they you... will throw the book at you. I know the point you're trying to make here, but exactly. look. Exactly. All right, so that hold on a second. Point. Hold on a second. This book, Gender Queer, it's, a, it's, yes. it's in the school library right now? That's correct. So it was pulled for review. We had parents who made formal complaints about this book. The book was pulled for review by our superintendent, Mary Margaret Zare. She and our former assistant superintendent, because we were able to get her out of the district. She's gone, Lizette Ruiz, um, along with John Piscatello, who's an eighth grade middle school principal, Carrie Hackard, who's a social studies teacher at our high school, and Dave Zupon, social studies teacher at our high school, and Elizabeth Krieger, a librarian at our middle school, did a formal review and they approved the book back into our school. Now, hold on a second. Do we know the options for sure? I'm looking online right now, and uh, I can't buy it on Kindle. Uh, it's 14 bucks to buy the hard copy. I don't think I really want that. Right. So no. this this actually has those uh, images in it for sure. That's for sure. I bought it off Amazon because, like I said, I wanted to make sure that what I was seeing and what I was talking about was accurate. So the book then went. When the book was put back into the school, a parent decided to appeal it. It went to the Board of Ed. So last night, the board decided, with the exception of two amazing gentlemen, the rest of the board decided that this book was appropriate for children under 18. Here's the problem. They are encouraging and pushing this type of material on top of young adults. Their minds are impressionable. They're, they're questionable about everything. So we have the Board of Ed members who did approve it was Debbie Heitman. She said that that would be banning a book if we took it. Ms. Heitman doesn't understand the definition of banning. Kind of like what they did to Dr. Seuss. You know, that was banning. Yeah. Um, Mel Melissa Orser, she says that it makes transgender children feel normal. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Matthew Morello calls it art. Jason Paraskeva had no comment. And Matt Danacoro, who is the VP, says if it even saves one trans life, it's okay. So the other two that did not approve it, who fought tooth and nail, were John Curzio, one of our greatest board members that if it weren't for him, it would be a losing battle. He continually fights for the people. And our board president, Eric Middlestaff, 
who fought tooth and nail to get rid of this book. So we want to thank those gentlemen for their for, for what they're doing. But we lost. The book is back in the school. Uh, oh, my gosh. You know what? I, I am reading the book right now. I, I just downloaded the book. You and did? this is, yes, I did. I'm on page 62 now. This is not something that should be in the school, uh, no. obviously. Carmel School District, that's why I was trying to make my point. If I were to walk into the school with a, uh, with a shirt like that, I would end up in jail because it's, it's, that is not appropriate, right? This is not appropriate. But for the book to be in a library accessible for a 14 to 17-year-old, that's okay. And it was our librarian who brought that book in. She ordered that book. And the district wants to ask for $136 million. Here we go again. Same thing as last year. Pushing money, stealing money. We have the audit report. We have proof. Money's missing. And they want to push porn. They want to normalize. Hey, by the way, by the way, there's violence in this book. There is horrific imagery. There is a, I don't know what the hell it is, some sort of spear going right through this guy the yeah. midsection, I, I it's 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 unfathomable that this is in a school. All right, listen. How can we help? How can we help if this is as bad as you say? The book is as bad as you say. If these people are as dangerous as you're indicating, uh, yeah. how can we help? We need to get them out, Greg. We have to get them out. We need the community to come together. You know, All right, here we go again. I'm up to the page. This yeah. is this is out and out pornography. We this- went to the sheriff's department with this. Let me tell you what happened. Our amazing sheriff McConaughey and his entire department stand by the rights of our children and are doing everything to protect our children under the law. The problem is the district attorney thinks it's okay. It's educational. So the state of New York is a violating and, and, and destroying our children. They are opening and grooming our children for sex trafficking, for pedophilia. It is disgusting what's happening. This is and the grooming. Children- this is the grooming. The word right now, uh, folks have been using this word. Republicans who are upset about what's happening uh, in yes. schools have been using the word grooming. Now, Democrats and the liberal media have been saying, oh, how dare they call it grooming? <laughs> it's not grooming. This is grooming. This it, is it, out. It, and I, it, I just. We have teachers that, that, that want to talk about, you know, question a child's sexuality. Last year, it was dividing them through race. This year, it's dividing them through sexual preferences and, and what they're born with, with their, what God created. Listen, you are what God made you. That's it. You want to do these things. You want to change your sex. By all means, go ahead. When you're 18 years old, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't belong in our school system. Absolutely. In our public school system. Hey, Tatiana, Tatiana, listen, I, I'm out of time. Do me a favor. How do we ahead. find you on social media? You, uh, so I'm on Facebook, Tatiana Ibrahim. My webpage, TatianaIbrahimUSA.com. I'm on Instagram, Tatiana Ibrahim. I made it easy for everyone. And um, I'm going to go live tonight on my social media platform and expose them. I've gotten together with Loud Majority of Long Island. 
We're just going to start exposing this. This state, it's got to stop, Greg. It's All right. It does. It does. It does. Well, Tatiana Ibrahim, you are on the right side here. Thank this you, is Thank uh, you. This is some amazing stuff that you've brought to our attention. Carmel, New York, C-A-R-M-E-L. We obviously want everybody treated with respect, even those idiots who... Uh, have approved this book. There are rules and procedures to follow, and of course, we are all law-abiding. This must be addressed immediately. This cannot exist in a public school that we are paying for. This is, these are state dollars, and it's it's just, I'm flabbergasted. Thank you for bringing this to uh, my attention and everybody's attention. Tatiana Ibrahim to be continued, and we'll be right back. Wow, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Now, Tatiana Ibrahim is a real deal, all right? She's not some nut. She's not some uh, troublemaker. She is the real deal, responsible person, and knows what's what. This gender queer is the name of the book, and it's in a... I I, got to find out how many school districts this is in. A memoir by Maya... What the hell's her last name? Bad Stuff. It's horrendous. Can you believe it? I have gone to reorder. What? How can I? I feel like more has to be done. Uh, in school, in a school library, fourth grade. This is this is grooming. This is the sexual abuse of children. Could a man show a child pornography on their phone on the subway? No. So why would a community show pornography to children in a library? That's probably worse because everybody's got their guard down. Everybody thinks it's safe. Everybody thinks it's righteous. Wow. Wow. We've got a big problem, everybody. We've got a bit. I feel like, you know, some of this stuff, I, I haven't. That's the first time I saw something like that designed for children. A lot of you have been ahead of me on this issue. Marianne from Philadelphia, you've been all over this. How are you? Welcome back. What's going on? Yes, uh, I was going to call you about January 6th. I wanted you to check out Spicer and Company on January 7th, 21. I need you to check that out. And regarding what do you mean the, you uh, need me to check that out? What are you talking about? What? what why would I want to watch a, a, a TV show of Sean Spicer, who I love? I watch a show all the time, but I, I, I already saw that episode. It was a year and a half ago. What, why do I have to watch it again? All right. Well, Muriel Bowser told the D.C. cops to uh, stand down and it's on record. And nobody seems to be subpoenaing her. And regarding the judge, she also is involved with these books. That uh, uh, what's your name? Yeah, Katanji Jackson. Katanji Jackson. You're right, and, and I don't think it was this book that was mentioned. It was How to Be an Anti-Racist Baby that was mentioned. Now that's a crazy book for for different reasons. I will say this: I've been through that very briefly. Whatever the hell they're talking about, this is worse. Uh, that's a that's corrupt and corrosive in another way. But this is a clear and present danger to children. A book like this. What? I have a phone number you can call 
to voice your opinion about Katanji Jackson. I got a microphone right here. I don't need no phone number. Excuse me, but I'm good. But Marianne, thank you very much. You like how I said that? I don't need no phone number. I've been watching Goodfellas too much. Uh, Dr. Bob is in New Jersey. Hi. Greg, I just want to tell you, thank you for doing an outstanding job uh, on radio and also on Newsmax every night. My wife and I watch you at 7 o'clock. But also you speak the truth, and you have a close look with the Lord, and that's important. I know sometimes you say you wish you could have started earlier or whatever. We all can say that. But you know what? The closer you get to God, the closer you have a clearer vision of what's going on. And you're a threat to the enemy. And what's going on worldwide and countrywide, that's all part of the devil. You know, and uh, our country, the world, it's falling apart. We have to hang in there. People like you, you're the bearer of the truth. You're the bearer of the good news, and that's what's important. And uh, every morning, I will definitely say my prayers to you, and I hope that you say your prayer to St. Michael every day for protection as well, because the people need to hear the truth from you. You have intestinal fortitude. You have the guts, determination, and, and I applaud you for that. Wow. Dr. Bob, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know what, what you say? I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it all according to God's plan. And, uh, thank you so much. And with that, uh, I got to start planning for the, uh, the nighttime show. I got to get across the street. Uh, the Newsmax program begins at seven o'clock. I just can't believe what the hell I just saw. Thank you to Tatiana Ibrahim once again. You can go to my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. I just put an image of this. I had to crop it because, well, it's pornographic. I'm not going to put pornographic material up on, uh, on, on, on my Twitter page. But you can see something there. Let me just put it to you this way. This guy is looking at somebody else. He's looking down at somebody else who's doing something to him. These are children. And this is a book that is in a library, a library at a school for children. <laughs> this is, this is wrong. And you know what? Like doctor, the doctor just said, this is, this is of the devil. All right. This, this can't stand. They have gone too far. Quite frankly, they have messed with the wrong Marine. That is me. I will see you tonight on the Newsmax Show. I thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Tatiana, Saul, uh, Judith, the rest. I will get back to you soon. Got to go for now. To be continued tonight at 7.